Hey, After Buzzers, welcome to an all new Orphan Black After Show here at After Buzz TV. Tonight, <clears throat> tonight we're going to be breaking down season five, episode nine, titled One Fettered Slave. And we have special guest Skyping in Kevin Hanchard, if we can get him on the line. We're having some technical difficulties, but we are going to get him. It's going to be awesome, so stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hello again, you awesome After Buzzers. Thank you again for tuning into our Orphan Black After Show here at After Buzz TV. I am your host, Sam Davidson. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at SamD43. I am joined by these two lovely co-hosts. Introduce yourselves. Let us know where we can find you on social media. Hey, I'm Kelly McElroy. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Holly Weirdo. Hello, everybody. I love this music. It's calming after this episode. I fucking need it. Oops, sorry. Uh, it's going to be that type of show, everybody. I'm Matt Marr, and you can find me at the Matt Marr. And of course, don't forget to follow AfterBuzz TV at AfterBuzz TV and all social media platforms. Rate, review, subscribe. We love, love, love hearing your feedback. So we're supposed to have Kevin Hanchard, and I think, you know, technical difficulties, we are going to be trying to get him on the line, but we thought mm -hmm. we'd start the show with you guys and yeah. just get going because there's yeah. a lot to talk about. What did you guys think overall this episode? Well, I cried because I thought something was going to happen, and thank God it didn't. I don't really cry a lot, but Me I neither. was upset because I thought something was going to happen, and I was so glad it didn't. And I yeah. thought of you, and I thought... Kelly's going to be pissed. I mean, this is stressful. I've already yeah. dropped the F-bomb in the first five seconds of the episode, everybody. So you could tell it was stressful. What did you think? It was very stressful. I thought it was the last two episodes, though. So I was just kind of ready for anything to happen. And I thought it was. But, you know, all seems to be well at the moment. Let's uh, first start off, though, by talking about everything that happened with Mrs. S's funeral and them everyone going over to their house. Mm -hmm. It was so sad, um, especially Kira. That broke my heart. What did you guys oh, yeah. think about how everyone was kind of dealing with this separately? Um, I was I was kind of disappointed, but also not surprised that Sarah didn't cry yet. Like it, I was like, oh, it, what? It, it's expected. I get it. That's Sarah. Um, but it was nice. I liked that they started off with the funeral. I wish we saw their reaction of them discovering that she yes, died. Yes, I agree. I would have yes. liked that versus just straight to the funeral. Um, but it was nice. They really didn't get a lot of time yeah. at all to grieve. So that was, I mean, that is Orphan Black. But, I mean, it just, you know, we've had this before with other people. You kind of move on, like with MJ and stuff. But for this, I was like, but it's Mrs. S. You know, like, I almost feel like it should be like, you know, like a... Like a 1987 like yeah. comic where it's like there's a very special episode. Remember when they would say, this episode of Growing Pains is a very special episode. I, I wanted to have that for Mrs. S. I agree. It, you know, she had come and gone very fast, but we figure out what she wrote in that letter to everybody. And it basically was a very positive if I die letter. Which she was, which basically I guess she was like, I'm, it almost seemed like I'm going to die. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah I, I was, think she probably knew. I was still somehow expecting there to be some hidden, like, code I'm sorry. in the letter, you know? Mm -hmm. I got excited. I thought that was Kevin there for a second. No, I, I'm, I'm putting up the live chat on my phone. 
Um, so any, did he respond to the message on there? No. no. We're going to see. If we get Kevin, who plays Art, uh, be sure to ask your questions either yes. on the Twitter or on the chat. And if we get him, awesome. And if we don't, well, we need a Cosima. We might just call him yeah. on my phone. Yeah, just, exactly. Like, put it like there, and it might be able to work. You know, it'll yeah. work. Let's, let's give it, yeah. Let's maybe in like time. two minutes we'll do that. But I, I think he might be struggling getting on. Yeah. God, is Mercury in retrograde or something? It honestly? is like in a week. Is it? Okay. Yes. All right, fair enough. <laughs> Sorry. So uh, Allison and Cosima didn't go to the funeral or anything because they're clones? Was that why? I don't know. They, they didn't really say. I mean, that didn't stop them from going to the art gallery. Uh, so I don't understand. But they went to the art gallery like mm -hmm. as... They had a plan. Remember when one of them was there, the other one would leave. Mm -hmm. So they were never there at the same time. Yeah. I guess that they, you know, they'd, they'd been around Mrs. S, but when you think about it, I think Mrs. S, she really didn't... The the what? Let's see. The clones she interacted with most obviously were Sarah, but and also Helena and a little. Helena a little, but like Sa and Rachel really. Yeah. But she really wasn't around Allison and Casima. Well, no, she was around Casima quite a bit. Yeah, I, I, I I didn't like it that they all couldn't be there. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of hard to remember who has uh, known who and had relationships with who. Uh, do you want to try to give him a call, Kelly? Just see what happens. Do you want me to know? Yeah, let's just do let's it. Let's just see. It. I'll look at uh, the, the chat and see what people are saying here. Um, Ooh, that's oh, wow. me calling okay. him. Kevin? Kevin? Hi. Hey, this is Kelly with After Buzz. Hi, Kelly. I don't, <laughs> I don't know why I can't get it to work either. I okay. can't even get the, uh, the video icon to come up. Weird. Um, well, we could do it like this if you want to just talk via my phone. <laughs> I don't know if that's okay. Yeah, um, okay, so we could try that. And you tried to add the phone number, Kevin, and it, and it wouldn't work. Can you hear... Can you hear her? I don't know if you can. Yeah, I can hear you loud and clear. Can you not hear me? No, yeah, no, we yeah, can hear great. you. I hear your beautiful baritone voice coming through. Yeah, well, we can just do this audio like this for some, if that's okay with you, Kevin. Gorilla style. That's that's totally fine. That's okay. totally fine. Okay. Well, that's just weird that we can't get uh, the whole thing to, to work, though. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. It it's, happens. You know what, Skype? Thanks. So old and fossilized. <laughs> Technology, oh, that's the well, it's not your fault either because we couldn't find you on the AfterBuzz one either. So, so yeah, it well, uh, something's, something's wrong. Something's wrong. Because one from last year, and I tried to click on it, but it says that I can't make a Skype. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. it's all right. Well, well, we were just talking about you. Speak of the devil. By the way, devil. everyone, uh, we just put you live, Kevin, and uh, yeah. they they can hear you. This is Kevin Hanshard. <laughs> so we have Surprise. art. So ask your questions away <laughs> in the in the chat and uh, let us know what you want to ask. Uh, so wait, Kevin, real quick, sorry. Um, thank you for being here officially. We know this is a struggle, but it's the last two episodes. We needed to hear your voice so incredibly desperately and hear your opinion about this episode. And it was such a pivotal episode for you. How did you feel filming it and then watching it back? Did it really give you some closure on this whole experience? Uh, it, it was it was a really interesting episode to watch because um, it sort of went above and beyond any of the other episodes that I've done. Any of the other 49 episodes, I think I, I counted them last night on Twitter, it's 49 episodes we shot of this thing. Uh, but yeah. um, but I was intimately involved in the production of this episode because uh, I was able to shadow our director, David Frizee, as he shot, as he prepped and shot this episode. So I got to sort of 
peer behind the, the curtain, as it were, uh, as far as so what, what a director and what the whole production team does in order to get an episode uh, locked and up and shot and on its feet and everything. And it was a, a total eye-opening experience for me as an actor. Uh, so then to finally actually see the whole thing come together finally uh, on air was, um, you know, it was, it was a full a full circle sort of experience for me, to say the least. That's awesome. Did, are you shadowing? Did you shadow him because you want to do more directing or just because oh, you were I curious? Think, you know, I, I don't know yet, but I think it, I'd just be I'd be remiss if I didn't at least uh, take advantage of the opportunity that being on this show uh, afforded me. Uh, it's something that's sort of bouncing around in the back of my mind, but I don't know whether or not I'm actually going to go down that road. But uh, you never know, right? So, yeah. um, so I just I, I did it. I did it just because I think it, it makes me uh, more whole as an artist. I think the more tools you can have in the toolbox, the, the better served you are for for jobs later down the road. So, you know, that's what it was, and I, I couldn't have picked a better director to, to watch uh, work than David Frizee. He's done a number of the shows over the season, over the over the years, and. Uh, he knows the show intimately, so he was a great guy to, to watch work. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I kind of felt as though um, this episode was a love letter to art. After all the work he's put in and after all the crap he's put up with, right? Now you finally got your time to shine, I felt like. Yeah, you know, I, I did. I kind of, I kind of felt that way. I mean, there's Art's had his ups and downs over the the last five seasons, and uh, you know, he's um, he's been you know, really involved in some of the, the, the plot lines and he's been uh, less so in others, you know, um, you know, in some seasons he's right there and, you know, he, he takes a back seat, but that's just sort of the nature of, of the role, the nature of the show. I mean, it's, um, you know, not everybody can be up front and center all the time, but uh, it's good that, you know, this show sort of started, you know, with uh, Sarah slash Beth and, and Art and that whole conspiracy. And, uh, and um, you know, now it's, as, as I said before, it is kind of coming full circle and, and, and Art is, is right up front when, uh, when it's all coming to a head. We actually talked about last week how we love the moment in the art gallery where you see the painting of Beth, of you and Sarah. I was like, I thought, we thought if any actor got to keep that painting, it should be you. <laughs> I wish we had video. I have that painting in my house right now. That's amazing! <laughs> I'm psychic! Are you serious? That's so yeah. cool. Did you guys, yeah. like, each get to take one or something? That's awesome. Oh, uh, yeah, production gave us, um, gave, gave many of us a, you know, a piece of art from Felix's Loft, and, uh, and that one was the most apropos for me to have, and I was really glad that, that that's the one they chose to give to me, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's up in my house right now. I would take you on a tour, but we have no video. I'm all gonna cry, I'm teared up, Kevin. That is so heartbreaking, because we had a full conversation last week about which one we each wanted. <laughs> so, uh, that is insanely amazing. I want to talk a yeah, little it was, bit... It was a, great, it was a great moment to shoot, too, not to interrupt, I'm sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. It was a great moment to shoot, too, because it just sort of brought everything, uh, all five seasons sort of to a head right there in that moment. And there, there aren't any words. All it is is sort of a, you know, a, a head tilt sort of lip point at the, at the picture. <laughs> and, uh, and, and there were no words necessary. It was about Sarah, Beth, and Art and that ridiculous journey that we've been on over the last five years. And, uh, you know, and, and, you know, it brings it back to, to home, what, what this whole thing's about. It's about, you know, justice for Beth and justice for the clones and, um, as I said, it was a great moment. 
I love that. And you brought up Sarah. I also really love your interactions with Sarah this episode, specifically towards the beginning of the episode when, um, you know, you guys are talking about she is blaming Rachel for everything that happened with Mrs. S. And you're kind of trying to bring her off the ledge. And what did it feel kind of to have these final-ish moments with Sarah, the character? Because again, it's coming full circle. It's such an important relationship. The whole episode, I mean, this whole season shooting it has been a bit of a therapy session, to be completely honest with you. Um, you know, everybody's been so ridiculously emotional over the last, you know, several months of shooting. Um, and especially towards the end, when we started shooting eight, seven, eight, nine, and the finale in 10, um, you know, people are dying left, right, and center. You have, you know, you have um, um, Mark and, and Ira and, and all these, you know, Mrs. S and all these characters dying around you. That it was, it was just like a, a constant, a perpetual funeral, you know. So it was, as an actor, it was really hard to do. Uh, but at the same time, it was really easy to do when you have those sort of emotional scenes where Art's talking about the fact that, uh, you know, that everything that S did, it wasn't just for her, but it was for my, for his family as well as for Art's family as well. Um, it, it's true, you know, that, you know, it's, it, everybody's become a family. Everybody's become a family, and, and S has included Art's family in the, in the giant overall family as well. So uh, it was, there were, there were some tough scenes to shoot, but uh, some easy emotions to tap into. Yeah, and a lot of people, even in the chat, our, sli our live chat right now said it's so easy for people to forget that Art has a family, you know? Yeah. And I'm yeah. so glad it was brought up again because I wish we could get some extra scenes to see everything that he's actually been dealing with personally with his, you know, with his kid and all of that. And it, it is very scary. He's had to go through a lot for the sake of these clones. Yeah, without a doubt. And that's, that's the thing, right? And, uh, and you, you even go back to season one. I mean, Art, Art's, you know, been through a, a bitter divorce and, uh, you know, his kids sort of in between the two homes. And uh, there, is, there is that whole sort of subtext that, that I myself have to play and uh, ends up sort of just as sort of a brooding copy kind of thing when you, when you watch the show. But, uh, but it, as you said, it is good that they were able to touch on that and bring it back to the fore and, and let people know that there, there's a lot more simmering under the surface and a lot more at stake for him than just, uh, you know, than just catching bad guys. You know, uh, we've got Anger who's got, you know, we saw that in, in episode one of this season that, uh, that she has pictures of, uh, of little Maya, Art's daughter, mm -hmm. Maya. Um, and, uh, and, and she's definitely in the crosshairs as well. So it's, um, it's definitely high stakes. I'm so ready for her to die. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so I, I, I'm just so ready. Um, we do have a question from Twitter from someone named Sarah B. Uh, Kevin, who I keep wanting to call you Art, who asked, um, they said, how does it feel to be on a Canadian show that got so big internationally, and how do you think this will affect projects made in Canada moving forward? Uh, it's a dream come true, really, to be honest with you. It's, um, you know, when you, when you book a series, um, you never really know if it's going to last the 10 or 12 or 18 or 23 episodes that they originally, uh, greenlit it for. Um, and when it actually does make it that far, when they actually air the entire season, you're sort of thankful of that. And you say, okay, that was great. And, you know, on to the next project because they're never going to, you know, green light a second season. It's just, it just doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, and, and then they did, but even before they greenlit the second, um, the, the response from, from, you know, the fans from clone club was overwhelming. 
And uh, I don't think any of us were prepared for that. I think we knew we had something good and we had something special, but that's still not an indicator or a guarantee that you're going to continue to, to move on and, and, and shoot more. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Um, so so for, for us to be on a, on a, you know, for all intents and purposes, a little Canadian show, we didn't have a massive budget to shoot the first season. Um, but for it to take off as... as much as it did and as much as it has is well beyond anything anybody could have imagined and I think it has changed and raised the bar uh, for, for Canadian television overall I mean there, there used to be a time back in the day where as soon as you clicked the TV on you saw a Canadian show the aesthetic was was undeniable you knew it was a Canadian television because it was inferior to British and American TV sometimes in the production values and qualities but those days are gone now and uh, and we're right up there with, with anything that, uh, that anybody in the world wants to produce because we've always had the talent we've always had you know the writers who just sort of had um you know um not quite the, the budgets and you, you know but the, i think the digital age has changed that and leveled the playing field and and uh, we're, we're right there able to tell our stories with the best of them and, and i'm really proud to be a part of a show that sort of sort of was on the cutting edge of that oh god i'm gonna cry so hard next week I <laughs> You're, we're already like tearing up even I just know. As, as we're talking it's in here. getting so close i want to touch on too before we get into all the art craziness virginia and mark's storyline uh this episode it was very very sad uh i you know essentially she euthanized mark that's what she did (laughs) and i know that you're you kevin aren't super involved in this specific storyline but as a viewer too when you know you're watching these episodes overall what's what's your opinion about virginia cody and her kind of moral stance on what she's doing and and how that possibly changes throughout her getting to know pt westmoreland a little bit better again well, you know, and you're right. It's, it's not really, it's not really my storyline, so I, I don't, I won't really put words into into Virginia Cody or, you know, or, or anybody else's mouth. But as, as far as my 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 opinion from what I've observed is concerned, I mean, she is a woman who's who's conflicted, and I think that's the beautiful thing about everybody in the show is that nothing is really black and white. No one is is entirely good. No one is entirely bad. Everyone is driven by uh, what they feel is is the best thing for themselves, the best thing for uh, the, their business, you know, or, or the best thing for mankind. And I think Virginia Cody has, you know, really had the best of intentions as far as Castro was concerned. But, uh, you know, literally, Castro was flawed. <laughs> and I yeah. think that's just a reflection of their mother, yeah. you know, and, uh, and, and they glitched and, and, and they died. And, and, you know, and ultimately that, that, uh, that falls on her shoulders. And for her to, you know, she didn't just sort of summarily euthanize Mark. It was, it was a tough decision. It was, it was beautifully played. You that was know? a great and, scene. And I loved, I loved that scene. Even right, reading, reading it in the table read, it was, uh, it was tough for all of us when he says, you know, good night, mom. And, uh, uh, and she says, Mark. Everybody's went, oh my God. Did he oh know? God, Did he know that he was. No, he just no. thought he was going to sleep. Oh, the character? Yep. No, I, yeah. Yeah, I don't think he knew oh, he was. The character didn't know, but I mean, us, yeah. us as actors in the table read, when I mean, that's such a poignant and wonderful way to, to usher him off. He says goodnight, because he's like, they're all so childlike. Yeah. yeah. That's a wonderful about, about Castor. Even, even you know, Seth and those sadistic ones, they all really have a, a wonderful childlike quality about them. Uh, and and it's, it's most typified in Mark when he says, you know, he trusts his mother right to the end. I'm going to, you know, she says, you're going to be closer to Gracie when you when you wake up. You oh, know? I mean, yeah. she's not wrong. <laughs> 
Hopefully. <laughs> oh, and he says goodnight, Mom, and she says good, goodbye, Mark, and, and that's it for him, so. Yeah. Oh, well, we, we got rid of our last caster clone. Thank God. Oh, I didn't like he, him. Oh, he was so hot. I'm so bummed. I just wanted another like shirtless scene. Sorry, just that, just it. Mark or all of them? All, all, basically all the men could be shirtless on the show. Um, but that's how I feel. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Shout out to that. Speaking of men... Ari will be happy to know that all his time in the gym paid off, definitely. He please tell him. him. Oh, please tell him, yes. Yes, we... <laughs> done, done, and done. Yeah, I would have loved to have gotten him on at some point in the season. We couldn't make it work, but I mean, he is fantastic, and I just, like, t have you ever talked to him? Tell him we love him, and that, you know, some of us may love or hate the caster clones, but uh, if he's, he's ever fantastic. In, LA, in L.A., I can do a private interview. <laughs> yeah, send him, yeah, send him a message. <laughs> No cameras needed. I, awesome. will, I will definitely set that up. But Ari, Ari, you know, he had, I think he had the hardest job. I mean, other than Tat, of course, but it's it's tough to um, to duplicate what Tat did. To You know, that's the job yeah. is to yeah. do what Tat did, but from the, from the male version, the male perspective on a, on a show that was, you know, so wildly successful because of the work that she was doing. And, uh, and he won a Canadian Screen Award up here for his work. Mm, it, oh, and awesome. And it was... Uh, no, it was um, it was spectacular, and and I, I have nothing but admiration for him because I I don't even hesitate to talk about the fact that I wanted no part of that. When they were ranting about the idea of, of a male clone, I was running for the hills. Going, <laughs> I I I've seen what this girl has to do, and I don't want any part of it. I, I love the challenge of acting. I, I'm up for almost any challenge in the world, but this is probably the first one that I I turned tail and ran away from, and he he met it head on and, and knocked it out of the park. So, kudos to him for that. Yeah, absolutely. And did you initially audition for art and like you called in for art and that's the role you did? Or I, I know we got to talk about the show in the episode, but I just want to know a little bit like as far as your like audition process getting cast on the show. No, I auditioned for uh, for Sarah. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes you know, you maybe you could have auditioned for Paul or Eric. You never know. Sometimes they, they switch people around. I hear exactly what you're saying, and that happens often too. But no, I auditioned for art, and uh, and that was the only role I auditioned for, and um, and unfortunately, it worked out. Uh, and I don't know. I, I'm trying to remember someone else had come in and auditioned for another part of the show, and might have been Ari, but I might be totally in, wrong on that one. Uh, but I know there's someone else who would audition for some other role on the show and ended up being a, a regular in a different capacity. But uh, but no, not me, not me. I I, uh, I auditioned for the one guy and, and got it. That was it. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah. They they knew it was you. Um, I want to talk about Felix and Art and this whole Rachel storyline. I love Felix and Art working working together. Yes. Me too. Awesome. And uh, so I came up with like a bromance ship name for you and Felix Art or Art <laughs> Kevin. Do you want to hear it? Do you, are you, can you guess what it is? Fart. Yep. Uh, <laughs> sorry. It's fart. Is it, is it Arfi? <laughs> <laughs> fart. It, uh, no, it's, it's, pro it's probably fart, isn't it? It yep. is. It's fart. And I think That's... farts are hilarious and kind of awesome, so it's just the biggest compliment to you guys. <laughs> no, but you both are so, so I just imagine, like, I wish I could see bloopers because just with, I mean, uh, with you and Felix together, I imagine is it a lot of you are cracking each other up during some, I mean, yes, because it's intense, but the way often with Felix, his character is so funny about it. What were filming the scenes like that with him? Jordan, Jordan is so wonderful to work with. I mean, 
Uh, I mean, everybody's great to work with, and, and it's it's the thing that makes the show fantastic are the character mashups, the people who would never, or you would think would never be friends or would yeah. never be, uh, you know, caught working together in real life, uh, have to work together because of uh, for their greater good in, in the show. And and you know, Jordan is such a consummate artist, and Jordan. Jordan really is one of the smartest people on the planet. Not one of the smartest people I know. He's one of the smartest people on the planet. I, I joke all the time that he's, you know, he's like 11 years old relative to me, but he's he's got the wisdom of, of you know, a man, you know, in his in his 80s who's lived a full life, and it's, it's sort of uncanny. But uh, so he, he's got this wonderful, um, you know, ability to reach into this well that is that just seems bottomless, and 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 we do, we all improvise, and and the show after a number of years, the show has allowed us to just continue to improvise and 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 find some wonderful sort of moments in between takes, and and you know, or on the last take to just sort of do what we want to do, <laughs> and a lot of it makes it to air, which is which is always fun, and I, I, I as I said, I love that relationship between Felix and Art, where they're total opposites, but at the same time, uh, they sort of share the same same soul in, in many respects so it makes for some great comedy and it's made for some fun times uh, shooting as well absolutely it was it was a ton of fun to watch but what was even more fun for me to watch was one is that you you don't defend rachel but you do see the other side of it but you're kind of on and off with her so you guys go over to rachel and you just point a gun to her straight away but you also sometimes defend rachel in some ways um what do you think kind of his art's uh, perception of Rachel, you think, changed a little bit since, of course, she helped you guys with Kira? I think so. And I think that's, that's Art's job, right? He's, he's, he's got to sort of be, um, in, spite of, in spite of the emotional uh, tug of war that's going on, he's sort of got to be level-headed and say, hold on a second, guys. This is what's at stake here, and let's let's look at all of the, the variables at play before we make before we do something rash. Um, and he does see that. I mean, it's 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 as plain as nose in your face. He, he she did help us with Kira. Mm -hmm. You know, she did help uh, Sarah with Kira. So he's just he's just trying to do right by. You know, he doesn't owe anything to Rachel really, but at the end of the day, he realizes she could potentially be an asset, and they'd be remiss if they didn't recognize that. So, I think it's just the nature of of who he is and, and his character that he's got to at least examine everything. It's it's what makes him a good detective. It's yeah, he, it's a cop mentality, right? I feel like that's how good cops think. Like you don't get you have to you're a little bit emotionally invested in it, but you still have to think like a cop to to figure out how to get the be best outcome. To get the best outcome, yeah. and that's exactly it, and that's exactly what it boils down to. Whereas, you know, Sarah is very impulsive and very rash, and you know, and still wise in her own respect because she's really the the driving force behind, you know, pulling this whole thing together. But uh, there are there are moments that we've seen where she, you know, can do things that are very impulsive and very destructive, mm -hmm. uh, and she relies on people like S and Felix and Art to just sort of say, hey let's think this through for a second is this the right way to go about it um and um you know and and and, and that's 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 sort of what he does you know throughout throughout this, the show well we see this amazing moment when 
you and Felix, and it, I think Rachel was Rachel there too when he with Mister uh, Pontmet. I think she's on the phone. Yeah, she was on the phone or something. So you guys break in there to uh, talk to the board member. It was Mister mm. Alkatib, yeah. correct? That was also like we needed that one funny moment with with with, with Felix, Felix coming in. It was great. It was perfect. You know, like not too over the top, but just like enough. Yeah. Right. And, you know, Art goes in there, though, and uh, he is about to be shot. Shots are fired, right? And I thought this might be the end of Art, and I was so... I actually thought that you were about to die. And then you shot him, and I go, whoa, he's a, he's a good shot, that Art. Like, he's a badass. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. But I have to say, I like, I even, I was like, dude just got like an Emmy moment where you, as an as a fellow actor, like... You killed, well, you literally killed it, but oh. you, you know, in that scene, I didn't even have to, you did such a great job of that, you know, Art is, not, he's a badass, but he's not a killer, and so I was, it was just broke my heart to see your face. Oh, after he shot yeah, him. Yeah, after you shot yeah, him, and your great. reaction, and that, that is not what you wanted to do, which is also makes me love that character so much more that... You know, I try to be a nice person, but if I'd seen all this shit that Art had seen, I'd be like, I'm sorry, person. You're dead. I, you know, I'm moving on. But the fact that you have... Art has so much humanity, and I love yeah. that so much about that character. Right. And, that, that, and that, I appreciate those compliments. That means a lot to me. Really, it does. But they're, you know... Aside from sometimes the zaniness in the show, I think the show really tolls a line of, of humanity, and that's what it's sort of all about. It's about you know individuals and individual uh, rights and all that kind of stuff, and 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 it is about life, right? And and I, I just know from talking to other talking to police officers while I was researching this role and whatnot, you, you know, you could you could have a 30, 40 year career as a police officer and never draw your gun or never fire your gun. Mm. Um, and sometimes it's sort of sloughed off on a lot of other shows that, you know, they're, they're firing guns and shooting people and killing people left, right and center. But there is there is a cost. You know, there's always a cost for everything, and and I think we 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 don't slough over that in the show too often. So uh, it was just something that I, I thought was important because uh, and, and, he, he didn't he didn't come in there to shoot anybody. It was it was about getting the information that we needed and and you know and letting people know that they were going to be held accountable. Uh, and he he you know he didn't say sit down I'm going to shoot you. He's like don't move like you you left me no choice here and he, and he pulled a gun on him so he had to fire you know but even after that a clean shoot technically uh as far as the textbook is concerned it would have been a clean shoot but uh they were sort of off the beaten path this wasn't a police sanction mm-hmm. um assignment that they were on so there's once again the stakes are never forgotten in the show and i think that's what continues the train moving forward is that uh the, everything has a has a reaction and has a consequence to it and and that's never lost on art what the, what the consequences could potentially be kevin did you feel any kind of parallel between that moment when you shot him and you had and that reaction shot? to beth yeah Okay, yeah, so it wasn't just they, me, right? I don't know if you guys thought that. Different, yeah, different circumstances, different circumstances, but but something that you know could potentially either be career-ending or 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 morally, um, you know, uh, uh, there's a cost. There's a cost exerted from that, you know, and and. Uh, the, the question is, how do you move forward from from that? And and you see it later on. Art has a little bit of a you know a crisis where he's like, you know what? I'm already I'm already past. I've already crossed this line. Mm-hmm. When he's in the hotel room with Al Khatib, he's like, I'll pull the trigger for the second time. What do I have to lose at this point now? Mm-hmm. You know. So he's he's sort of struggling with 
what the moral barometer is is a little off at that point. So um, there is there is a there is a bit of that in there, without a doubt. I think and I think it's intentional. Yeah, good. Okay, I feel mm-hmm. like such a true orphan blacker that I go, wait, what about yeah. Beth? You know, you absolutely are. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so Time much. Too now. That's all that's left. <laughs> well, they come up with this plan that they want Rachel the most out of anybody. And, um, you know, they're trying to save Helena and figure out where she is. So they, you know, offer her up, which I thought was very interesting. You could always tell Sarah has a plan when she's uh, talking on the phone. And I also, you know, before we get into this epic, epic ending, got to start talking about Helena's story, which was, you know, the backstory. A lot of flashback, yeah. Oh, I love yeah, it. Yeah, a lot of flashbacks. Yeah. Um, as, you know, kind of a fan of the show too, Kevin, did you love these as much as we did, the Helena flashbacks? Oh, absolutely. Any any origin story is is fantastic in this show. And that's why I was really glad that they went back in last season and did the, the Beth Hart origin story and uh, all that kind of stuff. It just... It just um, we already love the characters, but it just gives that much more context and that much more depth to what's happening and, and why things are the way they are. Um, and and that that Helena story just you know it breaks your heart, you know, just to, to see what happened to this this little girl. Like she, you know, she's a precocious sort of little girl, but she's just a typical little girl, really. Yeah. That was that was caught in the, in this horrible circumstance in this horrible uh, convent and was saved by by someone who turned her into a, a trained killer yeah Tomas. Uh, yeah so uh it, it, i think i thought it was wonderful it was wonderfully written and wonderfully played by uh that young uh, actor uh, her name is uh um Habri larat oh, who's uh, you know wonderful find uh, she was great you know, she was really good yeah, she was absolutely wonderful, and, and you can just sort of tell when she got on the set that uh, that she was going to absolutely kill it, and she she did in, in every single one of the scenes. Yeah, what did you guys think about seeing where Helena came from, and that you know, it is nature versus nurture, and I think that these flashbacks are just the epitome of that message. See what actually happened to her to make her like the way she is. Yeah, I loved the whole her discovery of her being like ev- everything was perfect, even like. Her- him him teaching like that there's copies and then her discovering that she's a copy like that face yeah. uh and then it ev- it just like everything makes sense now like wh- that's why she yeah. like hurt herself that's why that like it all came it together it all makes cuz we really you didn't realize Helena's came so far it kind of reminded you me oh yeah Tomas, the Prolethians, all of them. And like how, you know, Mark killed Tomas. And now Mark, you know, it's so it's like this whole like full circle of you forgot uh, just how far Helena as a character has come, which made me worried that they were going to kill her because they were showing us like where she came from. And I was like, no, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that's, and that is an important thing to remember too, right? And every once in a while I talk about the fact that. He, um, even when we're when scripts are, are, are broken and, uh, and and we start talking about it, I go, well, that's interesting because you know we got to remember that Helena shot Art, right? We got to yeah. remember that. And people, are, yeah. people are like, what? I forgot oh, yeah, about that. That's right. yeah. I forgot that Helena <laughs> Helena shot Art and grazed him on the neck in season one, and Helena's become uh, this l- lovable killer now. Yeah. By season five, this sort of, you know, a lot of comedic, uh, comic relief comes out of Helena, but she's, she's deadly. Like she's absolutely deadly. And and we sort of jolted out of that every time we, you know, we see it like we saw with Cody this time in the, in the, uh, in the, in the, in the medical room there where 
Oh. Yeah, she reminds her, like, you're a killer. Which, it is, Cody is dead, right? Do we know? I mean, I know we're going to talk so. about the finale, but. I, I don't know if I got that. Oh, man, I hope so. I, I'm not. Oh, no, she, she, looks, she looks dead to me. She looks know. dead to me. Yeah, I mean, they, they messed her up real bad. So let's talk about that. You know, Cody says some of the worst things to Helena, someone that's in so oh, much pain. Oh, my God. So terrified. And she says it, and she's such a great actress. She that's says why, it. That's yeah. why, like, I don't like that story. Because I don't know. You, you guys were like, oh, it's a sweet moment that Mar she, like, euthanized. Mar not sweet, but, like, bitter, <laughs> like, sad. I was like, but she's a terrible person. No, I saw She's that, still mean. I saw that as that. I was like. I, actually, I saw that as that she, um, any humanity I thought she had. Because, yeah. you know, we see Westmoreland, like, bitch takes his wig off. And when somebody takes their wig off, they're ready to get crazy. You know what I mean? Like, so when Westmore, I was like, uh-oh, he's bald now. Like, he's losing it. And then you thought that Virginia Cody would have, like, a little bit of, like, uh, kind of what Susan had of just, like, seeing the craziness. But then when she killed Mark, I was like, man, she is all in on this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, she's evil. Yeah. yeah. That's how I felt. That's how I felt too. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. I, the I, scene I, was I beautiful, still... but she's crazy. Yeah. Yes, definitely. There's, there's, there's no mistaking that. There's absolutely no mistaking that. But at the same time, you, you, I think you did see that there was, there was a bit of a cost in there for her as well too. That she, in, in her own way, she loves her boys. Yeah, there was an internal <laughs> struggle for yeah. sure. You know that I think us fans definitely could tell. But at the same time, she's a psychopath. And, yes. uh, you know, she was going to take these babies out of Helena after she said all those terrible things to her. Helena basically says to her unborn children, you deserve better than me. You deserve better than this life. I don't want you to be an experiment. So she, you know, doesn't slit her wrists, but just like stabs them, which is, you know, essentially the same thing. But I don't get that either because like th she's still there. They're still going to take the babies. And they're gonna experiment but they're on not the babies. Gonna be, they're not gonna be. I think she was saying they're not gonna have her as a mother. Yeah. Because I think with the flashbacks. Because at first I thought, would Helena do that? I don't see Helena as the character killing herself. But then because of the flashbacks, we see that what Helena has been kind of what is her kryptonite is like brainwashing mm -hmm. and believing what these people, whether it's Tomas or Cody, believing them. And so it was like she slipped back into that older part of herself. And then that mm -hmm. was what was so beautiful is that. Literally, when Sarah gives her her blood, yes. Sarah brings her back to life to the Helena we know now. I could weep right. I could Oprah weep right now, like just talking about it. So I just, so I loved. Again, that's what I think is so freaking smart about these writers is that everything is is so seems so organic. I know mm -hmm. I, I love a lot of people actors hate that word, but I love it because it felt organic and that it, this would naturally happen in the storyline. So then it made more sense when Helena became the best badass in the world who's having a contraction killing somebody at the same oh, yeah. time, which yeah. is one of the best things I've ever seen on TV. Yeah. So, you know, right. Co Cody's down and out. We, we don't know what's going to happen. I just don't have faith that Eddie, I, I don't know, I'm thinking she'll be, you know, that like fifth act. You know, you think the movie's over and then it's, ah, I'm back. I'm not maybe, sure maybe. what exactly is going to happen. There's one episode left, but of course we have to talk about Art and Scott who end up saving the day together and I love that. Oh. Yeah. oh, and let me just say, Kevin, um, that bulletproof vest looked very good on you. <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. I'll have to let my wife know that. Maybe I'll have to buy one and bring it home. Yeah. Sugar, you should. Because I'm telling you, when you like, I don't know what it is, when you like flip that like stick thing out and you said, I got this now, I literally went, ooh. Yeah. It was just so badass. Absolutely. Yeah, I loved it. Great. You know what, what back, back when I booked the role, 
you know, 500 years ago, it feels like it was it was a dream come true because it's it's, it's just sort of like what a lot of little boys do is they you know they you know grab toy guns and fake nightsticks and play cops and robbers and stuff. And I was always excited to to be able to do stuff like that. Um, and you know, it's 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 been five years, but now you know art really gets to to get out there and because you know because art's gotten beaten up by a lot of the girls on the show over the last five years. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's true. That's true. <laughs> You know, Helena, Helena's had him in a good arm clinch, and and uh, you know, um, uh, Anger's had a, had a gun to his head. I think there's one more one more woman that, that got the jump on her over the last five seasons. So it was good to it was good to sort of you know put on that bulletproof vest and say it's go time. Oh yeah. You know? yeah. And uh, yeah, I was looking forward to that definitely. So we're gonna have to wrap up soon, but I just want to um, ask you first of all. Are there any last things that you would like to say to any of the listeners um, just about this entire experience? You know, what? what is there to say that hasn't already been said, to be completely honest with you? I mean, uh, it, the show has been life-changing for, for, I think, almost anyone who's come in contact with it. Whether you're on the creative team, whether you know you're you're on the administrative team, whether you're a fan, whether you're acting, whatever it is, it, I think the show doesn't leave uh, people unchanged. Um, and I know f- for me, uh, career-wise, it's been a wonderful um, you know transition because uh, I was I was a you know a theater guy who was who was doing quite well working in the in the Toronto theater scene and uh, and festivals and all doing Shakespeare and all yeah, that. Yeah, you've done stuff. a ton of Shakespeare. I looked you up. I looked you up. <laughs> Yeah, you know that that was that was me, and I was I was quite happy. I was you know comfortable doing that kind of thing. But now uh, it sort of changed the paradigm, and and you know now I'm I'm working primarily in, in film and television, and and things are going quite well, and I, and and I can't complain about it. And I have the show and and the fans to to thank for that. And uh, you know, and talking about the fans, the show, all the success that we had, have had, and continue to have is exclusively because of the fans is because people uh, have, have fallen in love with the show people have fallen in love with the characters people have fallen in love with the writing the circumstances situations people have seen themselves in the show and um and and continue to believe that that there's that there's more out there for the characters more out there for themselves as fans uh people have been able to come out because of the show people have, have found value People have, have been able to, um, you know, realize that they're not alone. That there's a, that there's a kinship in Clone, in Clone Club. That there are other people out there struggling with the same things that they're struggling with. And um, you know, most shows just hope to sell ads for an hour and then mm-hmm. make a couple of bucks. Do you know what I mean? That's that's the measure of success. And I've always felt that our show is so much more than that. And uh, I'm just really, truly proud to be a part of it, to be a, a voice for the LGBTQ community, uh, to be a voice uh, for, for, you know, for marginalized women, you know, to be on a show where, where women are at the center. And it, it does sound sort of like, like, uh, like talking points, but they're not because it's the absolute truth. It's, it's, it's what this show is all about and uh and and to be on it to be a part of it um uh, has absolutely meant the world to me and i'll cherish it uh, till the last breath for that, for that, sure. that's so well said are there any future projects that you know you have going on that you can tell us about where we can find you after this or just to uh, keep posted i'm all over the place uh, it's disgusting <laughs> you are you are all over the place 
can go anywhere without um, finding me. I'm, I'm, I'm working on. I just uh, wrapped a series that uh, that's being shown in Canada, I believe, in Europe called Cardinal. It's a murder. Uh, it's a, I'm playing another cop. Yeah, I'm gonna say you played so, several cops investigators. It's like your thing. Yeah, even in Suicide cops. Squad, didn't you? Yeah, play a cop? Suicide Squad. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Suicide Squad, I was on that. I don't think I was much a cop on that one. I was just, you know, a guy wearing flashy clothes and running an underground casino. Oh, yeah. uh, um, but uh, but I, I'm uh, a part of the cast of People of Earth, which uh, stars Wyatt Cenac and Anna Gasteyer, and that's, uh, that shows on, uh, airs on TBS. Okay. Uh, so I've been doing that. That was the, the, the biggest, not the biggest, but the next thing that I, the next series that I booked after after Orphan Black, and uh, the film Wish Upon was just out with uh, with Ryan Philippi and, yeah. and Joey King was just in theaters. A little little horror movie action going on there for a bit, and uh, I'm trying to remember the rest of the stuff. I've got a bunch of other things. I'm on a show called Burden of Truth, and um, there's, there's a bunch more. I got to throw them all on IMDb, but I'm I'm really busy, and I'm really really grateful for that. And um, you know, once again, I I, I thank. Uh, the fans for for believing in me and and keeping me employed well thank you so much for joining us for the fans that want to keep up with you where can they find you on social media uh you can find me on twitter at uh at my name at kevin hanchard and on instagram which i'm just getting used to now i was so allergic to instagram for a while but in the last month or two i'm i'm really getting the hang of it and that's at the kevin hanchard just put a v in front of my name and you can get me there anytime, anyplace. Fantastic. Well, we're going to let you go, but again, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks so much. Thank you very, very much. Go buy that bulletproof vest. (laughs) (laughs) We'll do. I'm getting one made custom. I'll send one to you as well. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Sounds good. Can't wait for it. (laughs) Bye, Kevin. Bye. Thanks, you too. Bye. Well, thank you to Kevin, and of course, um, and thanks to Kelly for making this work for us. Yeah, um, that was, you know, a spur of the moment, but we did it. We wanted to make sure we brought you some Kevin Hanchard before the end of the series. So, guys, we're going to skip predictions because we are running over time. time. We are. We are. Yes. Uh, we, I just want to say you are a shit mother. I just have to say that. Me. Oh, yeah. No, yes, not you. Just just <laughs> maybe the best line of the series. Yes. For me. You are sheet the best. You are sheet Yes. Well, on that note, guys, where can everyone find us? And next week's the finale. Oh, and get excited, guys. We have Christian Brun Skyping in. He is Donnie. Donnie, of course. He's going to be via internet next week. We're going to make sure we have that figured out before the show starts. But thank you for tuning in. Matt, where can everyone find you? Everybody can find me at the Matt Marr. Two T's, two R's. I'm Kelly McInerney. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Holly Weirdo. And you guys can find me, Sam Davidson, at SamD43, Twitter and Instagram, and SamDavidsonEntertainment.com. Catch us next week, same place, same time, for the series finale with Christian Brune <laughs> Skyping in. We love you. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Clone you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.